Hand side, King James Version, right hand side, New Living Translation. That way, if you have any questions or concerns uh, or whatever, I, mean, I, I said I, I, I prefer myself uh, to read when I read out loud out of the King's uh, New Living Translation. Use all kinds of different verses, y'all know that. I kind of pair it together. But today, we're going to talk about in the title of this lesson. I, you know, I ain't never good at it, but uh, maybe Shire last night get ready and all of a sudden. It's a kid. I don't want to, or yes, that, I don't want to play. Uh, <coughs> put that down. You'll see this here in just a few minutes. Everybody see the screen? Is it clear? We got uh, We're going to get this other fixed and running as soon as it goes off a little bit. I know I don't want to be up at it right now. But verse number 15, it starts off, and this is Jesus himself talking, and he is uh, he, he, he's giving a very shrewd warning right here. This is very, very important that we as Christians, but at any time when Jesus says, anyone who lives. Now, normally, most people that I know that's been born has two ears, right? This is something very important that Jesus Christ tells you that you, that you need to listen. It says, anyone with ears uh, to hear should listen, but not only listen. What's the next word say? understand that part right there. Jesus says you need to pay attention to what I'm saying. You need to write down what I'm saying. You need to understand these things right here. To whom uh, or to what can I compare this generation? Jesus is looking at a group of people, good group of people. Very nice. Very moralistic people. They've they, they, they done great things and, 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 and as they were doing things in life, they, they got to a point where they felt confident in themselves. They felt confident in life they live, that I'm a good person, that I'm not sinning against God. Uh, 
if I am sinning against God, then I can go through and, 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 and bring sheep or goat or dove and, and make sacrifice for my sin. But, but me, as a, just a regular person, myself, I, I'm, I'm up here. I'm a good person. But you know what? Hell's going to be full of good people. Hell will be full of good people Amen. that thought of themselves as good people that thought that they are better than the town drunk or the town prostitute or, 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 or the guy that had been married 14 times or, or the thief. There were so many, that, and, and, and this hits society today. And it's amazing that Brother Norman talked this morning in, in Brotherhood Breakfast how the Scripture that particular day, that's 2,500 years ago, that particular Scripture, was it written in August? Yes. It's not in August. Same month. And it's to the day, everything that's transpired right here today. This is the same thing that's happening today that we deal with day in and day out. Is that there's two kind of people. There's lost and there's saved. There's no good people. There's no bad people. There's no maybe people. There's no if people. It's either you're lost or you're saved. And a lot of people sit in church their whole life with the assumption that because my grandmother and grandfather, because my mother and daddy, because I attend Sunday school, Bible school, vacation Bible school, I, you know, I never miss a church event, I'm going to heaven. Right. And Jesus says, to what do I compare? Here I'm in this city, here I'm in this town, here I am trying to, 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 to bring you the good news. I'm trying to bring you relief. I'm trying to, to show you that I am the way. I am that which the prophets have always prophesied about. I am that. He says, but what can I compare this generation to? He says, to what can, in verse 16, what can I compare this generation to? It's like children playing games in a public square. Now understand, back in the day, in this particular city, downtown, they had the marketplace. They had the booth set up, so they sold, bought, traded, kind of like going to trade day in Collinsville. It's just like a, everybody would, would come there, the, the vendors would sell, and the people would come get what they needed. But when this car, or when this, this place was empty, it was the children's playground. The ch it's just like... The duck party in Piedmont. Like we, we care our children to play. Uh, during the summertime, you see the children out there playing. And Jesus says, it's like those children playing in the market square. And they, they, they say that, 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 that we played a wedding song and you did not dance. We played a funeral song and you did not want. I want you to understand is that Jesus is comparing that generation to children playing in this public square. Here it says that we played a wedding song, we had a flute, we played this song, but you would not dance. They were representing, and children mimic grown-ups, right? I mean, they didn't have PlayStation and Nintendo Switch and all this stuff back in the day. Kids, they had to, they acted out games. And here's the children, and you've got a bride, a groom, you've got the best man and the maid of honor, and you got the reverend, and they would pretend like they were having a wedding. And here's this group of kids. Here's, we're going to use this front row, Jack and Shelly, all including these kids. Here's the kids that didn't want to participate. I'm too good for your game. I don't want to be, I don't, I don't want to be involved. And the kids behind them say, well, we played a, wedding, a funeral song. Morning. You have a corpse. You have the pallbearers. You have the people there mourning. They, they, they. You know, they're mimicking, you know, they got to have something to do. The kids are playing these games, portraying a funeral or a wedding. 
two greatest life events. One's tragic, one's rejoicing. And Jesus is saying, look, we played the song, you did not dance. We, we, we played the funeral song, you did not mourn. Why will you not do something? Jesus is saying, why will you not move? Why will you not look? Why will you not listen? Why will you not heed the call? John the Baptist came and he preached. He preached a message of repentance. He brought a, a morning. He there was in feet, uh, uh, the, the, the fast mode. They did not, 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 not running fast, but the fasting mode. They were mourning. They were somber. They were sad. They were repentant. They were sorrowful. We live in a generation today that is not sorrowful for the sins that they commit against the Holy God. We can sin and sin and sin and still continue to live in that sin. And never once do we repent. Are we sorry for, for, for taking the blood of Jesus and making it common? Amen. Here's the next group. The ones Jesus Christ come and He was the bridegroom. He was there and they were feasting and they were having a party and they were rejoicing. The bride is there. The bridegroom is here. He is here to, 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 to bring good news. He's here to bring. This is the Messiah. Jesus was the, the one to be celebrated. Yet nobody. Same group here. Y'all wouldn't join in. You didn't want to pray. You didn't want to, have, you didn't want to be happy. You didn't want to have the good news. You rejected both. The morning, the, the, the repentance, and then you rejected the good news. You said, I will not. I, I'm good enough. This John the Baptist. Let me get back to the Word. The Word is great. Verse 18, For John did not spend his time eating and drinking, yet you say he has a name. Here's John the Baptist. He comes. Hey, John the Baptist was a little redneck from the woods. He did not come in with a suit and a tie on, fabulous clothes, with great speech. He'd come in and he was preaching the word, repent, repent, the heaven of, of God is near, repent, the Son of God is near, repent, or you will die in your sins, you'll go to hell, repent, repent, repent. John come preaching a repentance gospel. Man. But yet they would not turn. Jesus come bringing the good news, says, I am those that the prophets spoke of. Here John is in verse number 18. It says, For John spent his, he did not spend his time eating and drinking, and you said he was possessed by a demon. The Son of Man, which Jesus, on the other hand, uh, feasting and drinking, and you said he was a glutton and a drunkard, friend of the tax collector and other sinners. Here this group is, they're judging Jesus by his actions. Jesus would go to those that was less desirable. Let me tell you something. When we look at other people and we pass judgment, we're condemning ourselves. When we look at ourselves and we say, we're, and, and hey, I, I'm, I, man, this has been all over me for a week and a half, okay? I'm okay. I don't have to repeat. You know, and, and I really, I, I stopped for a minute and I said, when was the last time? I really got down on my knees and I prayed. And I was sorry for the sins that I had When was the last time that I really got down on my knees before a holy God and realized how insignificant I was and the things that I was doing was making Him uncommon and the people around me that see me live this kind of life that I was leading them into hell? 
Why are we not heartbroken for, for, for the sin that we still live in? The things that we still do? Why do we not mourn this? Because some of us we may not be saved. Because we still live in this. And we're comfortable in it. We're the ones that would not make that decision to follow John's Gospel that he preached to repent or to follow Jesus' Gospel of the good news that He's the Messiah. Follow Him. Do what He says. And it brings a, 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 a deeper consequence. The more you say it under the preached Word and you know the consequences and you do not repent, you do not turn, you do not accept Jesus, the more you do that, the, the severe your punishment in hell will be. Hell is layered in severity. And I'll show you right here in just a second. The more you reject the gospel and the blood of Jesus Christ, the more damnation you bring on yourself, the punishment, the anguish, the, 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 the just a, there's a sorrow that will be on you. Your spirit will be alive forever. And Jesus says, if you do not make a decision today, you're still making a decision. Because you're either going to accept the gospel and repent, or you will be condemned. You'll be condemned. But you don't have to be. Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. But so many of us feel like that we're good people. Oh, yeah, I know who Jesus is. I know He died for my sins. But yet the life you live does not reflect that of a Christian. Verse number 19, the last part. But wisdom is shown to be right by its results. Tree shall be known by the fruit that it has. Wisdom, you can tell what kind of wisdom, whether it's worldly wisdom, by the children that it bears. You look in your life today, and you see what's in your life today. What kind of wisdom is being shown out of your life? What is the fruit? What's the, the reaction to your actions? Are the people around you sad, sorrowful, and always down, depressed? Or are they ones that their hearts are broken? I mean, you know, some people can walk in a room and suck the life out of it. Amen? And then some people can walk in a room and just bring joy in it. That's the kind of people God called us to be, to be life givers, to breathe life, to speak life upon people. But look what the Word of God said. It says, but wisdom is shown to be right by its results. Then Jesus began to denounce now y'all got to understand when Jesus Christ speaks damnation, when he speaks, when he judges you, this this city was judged at this point. This point, there was no point of return. They could not. When Jesus says you're condemned, that group was bound for hell because they rejected the Son of God. It said then, verse twenty. Then Jesus began to denounce the towns where he had done so many miracles because they did not repent of their sins and turn to God. Now I want you to understand that this is the place that Jesus spent. This was ground zero. This is where everything Jesus, all the lame people, the deaf people, the sick people was healed, the dead people was brought back to life. In the book of John it said He'd done so many miracles in this area the books could not contain every work that Jesus did. These are the people He's talking to. And today, you're the people We've seen, so, we've seen so many miraculous things in our lives that cannot be explained. It's only the hand of God. The hand of God. The hand of God. Amen. The only reason that boy is sitting on this pew today, this morning, the hand of God. Amen. 
There's things that's happened in each and every one of our lives. It's only the hand of God that could have, could have, could have done that for us. Amen. We've seen this, but yet we still reject the turn. We still reject to, to come out of that scene. We think, we think we know what's right and wrong. This is what I want you. This is the message I want you to hear today. If you don't hear nothing else, if those that have ears to hear, let them listen and understand this right here. You don't know what's best for you. And you're not the judge of what is sin and what's not sin. Boy, I should have got a bunch of amens out of that right there. You are not God. You are not God. It says to abstain from the appearance of evil. Come on, somebody. We are to be a peculiar people. You got to understand that. We are to be a peculiar people. Not weirdos. But people ought to be able to look at us and say there's something different about them people. In a good way. Amen. In a good way. They're charitable. They're hospitable. They're kind. They're loving. They're embracive. Not abrasive, but embracive. This is what Jesus is talking about here. It says, What sorrows await you, Corinth, and Bethsaida? It says, For the miracles I did have been done in wickedness. For if the miracles I did in you had been done in wicked Tyre and Sidon, the people would have repented of their sins long ago. Those cities have been the adultery, idolatry, the wickedness, the fornication, the, the, the homosexuality, the things that went on in those cities. Jesus says, if they had seen what you saw, they would have repented. Just like when Jonah went and he preached to Nineveh, and, 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 and the, the whole city heard the word of God, and the whole town repented of how they lived. They turned to God. Amen. So many of us like to have a feel-good experience, and we call it salvation. We call it turning over a new leaf. But Jesus says, the people would have repented of their sins long ago, clothed themselves with burlap and threw ashes. Sister Clemmie made me a whole burlap suit. I put it on one morning, come out here with ash on my head, and I preached a message to you about being remorseful, about being, how, how, how uncomfortable we are to be in our sin. Amen. If you don't understand that, go back there in the men's bathroom, open those double doors up and get that burlap suit out and put it on, take your shirt off, put that suit on and walk around in it for a little while. Amen. It'll rub you the wrong way. It'll make you wrong. See it in your life or it'll make you uncomfortable. Amen. But yet we choose. Oh, I'm good. I'm above that. I'm a Christian. Sin ought to bring you to the Sin or sin, sin or to, it ought to make you realize that I put him on the cross. So many of us forget about us putting Jesus Christ on the cross. His blood was shed because of me. So many of us in our lives, I'm the one in authority. I'm the one that dictates what happens. I'm the ultimate authority in my house. No, you're not. God should be. Amen. And Jesus says, You need to turn, or you will not see heaven. So many of us in our lives, we, we were like the children in the square that will not play in the game. We will not accept the message of the, the, the Messiah. We will not accept the message of, of, of John the Baptist in, in repenting. And it says, and you people of Capernaum, you will be honored in heaven. Jesus says, no. You will go down into the death place. One translation says, hey, one says, hey. It says, this city has been banned, had been, been annihilated. 
says, no, you can go down into dead places for the miracles I did for you have been done in wicked Sodom. Look at this, y'all. How many of y'all know Sodom and Gomorrah? Anybody here do, that does not know the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah? Now understand, this is the Word of God. This is not my opinion, y'all. This is what the Word says, okay? It says, and now you people of Capernaum, and that's right outside of Galilee, y'all. There's a small little community right outside of Galilee where Jesus was doing all his miracles and everything that he saw. It says, now, uh, now you of Capernaum will be honored in heaven. No, you can go down to the dead places. For if the miracles I did for you had been done in wicked Sodom, it would still be here today. Listen to me for a second. The people that was living in Sodom were rapists. Adulterers, fornicators, they, 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 would, they would come and get your children and molest them. This was an evil generation, y'all, that lived in Sodom. And there was no good people found in there except Job and his family. Not Job. Job was another. What's that? Lot. Here we go. I'll go to the right page here in a minute. But anyway, did hear these people in Capernaum was, was worse off than the rapists? Wow. Was worse off than the adulterers, the homosexuals? The, the, the men that wanted to rape the angels that God sent to get the, the light out of there says those people would be better off than what you are. Amen. So many of us in our lives, we feel like, oh, I'm good. But we do not repent and we do not turn. We, have not, we may repent, but we don't turn. We may turn, but we don't repent. So many people in life today are walking around. They believe in Jesus, but they still ain't repenting. They have, not, they have not let go of the past. I'm still hanging on to, to, to the flesh, to the world, to the things that bring me joy. These are the things that Jesus is telling us that we need to watch out for. It says, for the way is narrow and the gate is hard. Few will find. you got to understand that, y'all. Everybody that says, Lord, Lord, will not enter into heaven. Amen. Understand that. I want you to be thinking on that. Everybody that says, Lord, Lord, will not enter into heaven. It says it will still be here today for if, I tell you, even Sodom will be better off on judgment day than you. Now this was a group of people, they did not try to kill Jesus, y'all. They were not out plotting to kill Jesus. They were not sending Jesus to the cross. They were not out blaspheming Him and talking about how mad, uh, bad a man He was. These were people that were just in Decisive. Do you understand that today? These were people that just says, I'm okay. Like I am. I'm okay under the old law. Under the old system. Under the, I, I'm a child of Abraham. I'm good. But Jesus says, look, sodomites will be better off on judgment day than you are. Do we not understand that? The life, y'all, is not a free will that I can just... Oh, Jesus saved me and then go live like the devil. You cannot do this. We cannot do this. We, we are not setting an example in the world today. That's why we have such a hard time to get people have faith in church. Because there is no difference. We want to be as much like the world. We want to accommodate the world. Right. We want to make the world feel comfortable in their sin. And that is wrong. We're leading them to hell. It says, at the time Jesus prayed, O Lord, or O Father, Lord in heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from themselves, from the, those who think themselves to be wise and clever. 
And there's some of us that's just too smart for our own good. There's some of us that just feel like in ourselves is that I know better than what the Word of God says. Even the results I'm getting, oh, I don't like the results I'm getting, but I'm going to keep doing the same way. I'm going to still keep acting the same way. I'm going to keep living the same way. I don't like the results, but I, I know better than what the Bible says. Jesus says that you must repent and turn to him. It says, for hiding them from those that think themselves wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike. The childlike a kid is one that has not formed an opinion yet. This is what we need to do. You need to quit forming opinions from what the world tells you. You need to quit forming opinions from what religious leaders have told you. You need to let the Holy Spirit speak to you. And let the Holy Spirit tell you, look, this is the way follow he said, I did not, Jesus says, I did not come to bring peace. I come to bring a soul. I come to set daughter against mother, son against father. I come to set daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. I, your enemies will live in your household. Why? Because when you choose to follow me, you're turning your back on the Mosaic law, under the law. The religious leaders have perverted the law. Hey, you know what's happened to church today? The religious leaders have perverted the church. They have made it to where you, you can live any way you want to, do anything you want to, but yet I'm still, hey, slap my Jimmy B shirt on and here I go. That's things we can have. It says, my father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the son except the father, and no one truly knows the father except the son. Now listen, God says nobody knows Jesus, and Jesus says nobody knows God except those that God <coughs> You just can't get saved when you want to. You've got to get saved when the Spirit is calling. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, I will offer to every person the call to salvation. But only a few are true to you. Amen. Look down here in verse number 28. I'm, I'm wrapping up y'all promise. Then Jesus says, Come to me. Now this is the call. This is he's not calling out. Jesus is not kind. He is not calling out to the, to the ones that would not make a decision. He, he, he's done he's rebuke them. He's done judge them. He's done cast them out. The call now is to those that, 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 that are heavy laden. Listen to me for just a second. Those of you that think you're fine, you're good to go. You want to move. No more this is for you. Unless you're willing to change the way you think, the way you act the way that you look at the Word of God. Because right here, Jesus did not change His message, and He did not change His mandate. At the end of that, He prayed, God, thank you for all those that you give to me. You know how many they are, and you know who they are. But thank you for... for, But Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens. A lot of... We're talking about repenting for the sin, and a lot of you don't have burdens because of your sin. You don't have regret for the things that you're doing wrong. You, 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 don't, you feel like you're good just because you go to church. And well, Jesus said, I don't need that. Those are not the ones that, hey, when, you say, when you're asked, will you die for me? Would you, would you renounce me when they say, look, you go to convert to Islam? Are you a Christian? Yes. And you're going to die for it if you don't do it. This is what Jesus, those of you that carry this heavy burden that you weary, you're tired of living and seeing he says, for those that are tired of living in sin, come to me. Amen. He says, come on, come to me now. It says, 
I will give you rest. And there's a lot of us feel like that rest is, well, Jesus will save me and forgive all my sins. He will. Then I'm ready to go right back out and do what I was doing before. But you're not. Jesus, now listen to this. It says, I will give you take my yoke. What is a yoke? Anybody know what a yoke is? It's a wooden device that you can put two printer. It can be about the width. It would link me and Jack together. It'd be a wooden harness that went around that bull's neck and it'd have both of them teamed together. And it would have it choking. That, that, that yoke has a big U-bolt and it. it and if that animal, whichever way it tries to turn, if Jack tries to go to his right, then it pulls the animal. There was a chain in the middle of that that the master could control those two animals. You could not do nothing with that body, that yoke that was around your neck. You were stuck with whatever was beside you. You were stuck with that. Jesus is saying that. Jesus is saying to me, those of you that are tired of this, that are bound down by the law. How many of y'all tired of trying to live right? Amen. Come on. Somebody be honest here. Did I get hard to try to be good sometimes? Wouldn't you just like to cuss that person beside you out? Wouldn't you just like to just reach up there and slap them? I mean, come on. Is it not real? I mean, we have a hard time being nice sometimes. It's just more than we handle. But God says, hey, when you get weary, when you get tired of trying to do good, He said, I'm telling you, come to me. Come to me. I'll give you rest. I'll give you that strength. He says, when, when you take my yoke upon you, it's a different kind of yoke. But you don't have control. You still got to be under control. You know? That's what we have a problem with. We're the indecisive ones. Why? Because we don't do it our way. You have no yoke. Yes, you do. The devil's got a lot going on. <laughs> Jesus takes control. He, just, he wants to guide you. Have you ever feel like Jesus will lead you down the wrong road? Well, why don't we follow him? Why don't we take his advice? Why don't we meditate on his word day and night, store it in our heart that we may not sin against him? Why do we not do these things when we know Jesus loves us and he died for us and he's got all these good things in store for us? He knows the way for us to go. But why do we not trust him? When he says, hush, we talk. When he says, left, we go right. When he says, stop, we keep going. Jesus says, look, let me put my yoke on you. Let me have control. Today, he's asking, let me have control. God told Moses, I am. I am. Jesus says, let me have control. Control of what? What if you have problems? Hey, if your finances in a mess, guess what? Give them to God. If your marriage is in a mess, give them to God. If your kids is a wreck, give them to God. Everything, Jesus says, let, take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you. I'll give you rest. It says, let me teach you. Let me teach you. Quote the 23rd Psalms. I can't. You know what I got to do? I got to pick the book up, open up the 23rd Psalm, and read it, to memorize it. So many of us, I'm the, I'm the chief of the sinners right here. Did not teach my children to read their Bibles the way they should. It's my fault. It's my fault. Because I 
I'm the man of the house and I'm supposed to be the spiritual leader. I'm the one that's supposed to set the example and I did not do it. And now I have to do everything I can to try my best to live a perfect life to where my kids look at me they will not find fault. Yes, it gets hard. And no, I'm not perfect and I don't do it all. But when my kids look at me, I don't want them to see, actually I want them to see Jesus Christ. How many of us in here truly want Jesus to be what shines out of us? That's the burden. That's the heavy laden. That's the weary. That's the one that says, I can't do this. It's got to be you. This is what Jesus says. Forsake you. Pick up your cross and follow. He says, if you love your wife, if you love your children, if you love your husband more than you love me, you're not worthy to be my son. Jesus is trying to teach. He says, let me teach you the way to do this right. Let me teach you how to do this right. That's why I wanted the Word of God on the wall. I, I, want, I want the Word of God up there where you can see what the Word of God says to you. He says, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. The characteristics of a Christian is a humble heart and a gentle heart. A humble heart and a gentle heart. Jesus says, that's what I want to teach you. I want to take that stubborn rebellious out of you. It says, first, and, and you will find rest for your soul. Most of us today have got weary soul. But you know what? There's a lot of us like this road. that's indecisive. If they won't make a decision one way or the other, I'm going to stay just like I am. I'm, 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 not, I'm not moving. Jesus says you are condemning yourself. He says if you won't rest, come to me. If you won't rest, do it my way. Take a yoke on me. Says, for my yoke is easy to bear. And the burden I give is light. When we quit trying to pull against the yoke, when we, when, when we stop pulling against that yoke that Jesus has put upon us, when you look at the Word of God as life, as your next breath, I mean, when you look at it, is that I love the Word of God. It's like a romance novel. It's like a thriller. It's like an action movie. It's like a murder mystery. The Bible, the Word of God should be like honey. It should be so sweet to taste. And y'all, you will never be what God has designed you to be until you take that burden. You let that help me with But please don't be indecisive today. Please don't be indecisive. As Hayden sings, let's stand to our feet. I'd ask you to come. Jesus says, come.